Welcome back to Happily Babbly Ever After. This week is the big week for me. Joining bazillion of parents around the nations, I am sending my first grader back to school. The school sent us pictures of the classroom setup and it looks super amazing. I mean, top of the line, each kid gonna have their own desk like a president and the desks are set up six feet apart from each other. I feel like this is how it should always be set up, COVID or non-COVID. I believe a kid should always have their own desk. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of individual desks. Last year, the setup was giant circular tables with probably six kids on each table. They all sit around the table like they were waiting for their food at some Chinese restaurant. What a struggle to share your desk. Sharing table is really just asking for disaster. Kid kick other kid foot, kid cut other kid's hair, kids draw on other kid's stuff. This kid is just bored as they wait for their food, you know? When is my fortune cookie gonna come? Are we having the last supper here? Will Jesus join us if he's on his way? I remember when I have to share desks with other kids at school. Who are we? Are we gay people? I make sure that the other kid know his boundary. So for a while, I use a ruler to tell him where is the middle point of the table is. And this kid's clearly bath and map because he could not tell the midpoint. I mean, he should not even be in this class. He should go back one grade. And so that table will be all mine. Hey friend, what we have here is a North versus South Korea situation. You see this ruler here, my friend? This is the DMZ. Don't you dare to cross that border. But this kid, he was very sneaky though. He kept pushing my ruler just a little bit every day. Just a tiny bit every day. So I would not notice on a daily basis. And one day, it became so obvious that he pushed my ruler way off to my side because I now can clearly tell that this was not the middle point of the table. Come on, man. This was supposed to be the DMZ. So then I started to stack my eraser on top of the ruler. Hey, so this is the Berlin Wall now. Don't you dare crossing it. When the Berlin Wall crumbled down, I know I need to take drastic measures to protect my real property. After I carefully calculate the real estate, I then draw a permanent Why lie on the table? Now, this guy can't do funny business of pushing and shoving without me noticing. You can't cross the border, my friend. Whatever party of yours cross the border became mine. I mean, what other option do I have with someone who's so willing to break the law? My hands are tied, guys. There was no going back. And I'm glad that I took that drastic measure so I can sit in peace for the rest of the years. For kid, I feel like the second best 
things of back to school is probably the back to school shopping spree. I know my daughter is super excited about back to school shopping or just any kind of shopping. But even my son love it, and he is just there as her emotional. I remember back in the olden day, back to school shopping was a big deal. Like we shop for the usual stuff, like book, notebook, school supplies. But we also shopping for the essential things, like wrapping paper. Yep, wrapping paper. You heard me right. Teacher back in Nam was super concerned with having. The cover page of books and notebook wrap in wrapping paper for some reason. Maybe they secretly support the wrapping paper industry as their side hustle. The school payers in peanuts. What can we buy with this useless paper? Nothing. It's not even big enough to wrap our DIY gift. Oh, wrapping paper. Now that is an industry unspoken for. Now that I think about it, it's pretty odd. But back to school is a lot like wrapping session before Christmas. Except for the whole entire years, you can't open that wrap cover page. And even though nobody gonna give you the standing ovation for a wrapping job well done, everybody went all out. And they wrap their books in all kind of fancy wrapping paper, and they show off their. Origami skills—it's like a wrapping contest. I didn't know there was that so many different way of wrapping a cover, but I was wrong. I am so glad that I go to school. I find it odd that they teach us just the book, not by its cover, and then make us wrap the cover. What a fine lesson! Oh wait, they didn't want us to judge the book. By its cover, so they want us to wrap the book cover, so we can't see the cover and can't judge. Oh, okay, now I get it. That is deep. So my daughter's school is seven hours a day with a lot of break built in between. I want to point that out and help my kid understand that school is not a full time job as much as they believe it is. Most full-time jobs require you to work forty hour plus a week, and that forty hour doesn't count your break. On the other hand, if you look at school, most school is seven hours a day with a lot of break built in between. Is reading, and then you got break, and then recess, and then eating lunch, and then a little bit more math, and then break, recess, home. So if you actually get down to it and calculate how much they actually work, it's probably less than three hours of actual work. Five days a week—that's only less than fifteen hours of actual work, and fifteen hours is less than a part-time job. So that is a reason why they don't get healthcare or four hundred one k benefit. Unlike my Daughter school school in Nam back in the day was only four hours a day for me. I mean, we just did the math. You know, the kid perform less than three hours of actual work, so why pretend to have them at school all day, right? So Nam cut right through the chase. The sign of we don't believe kids should work as hard or can work as hard as adult clearly demonstrate through the way that they set up school back in Nam. But the 
weirdest things about this setup is as a society, it is unbalanced and very contradicted. Let me explain. See, most family in them, both parents work full time. That means more than 10 hours a day. Yet, society imposed that their offspring will only go to school for half a day. For the other half of the day, what will the children do? Who will the children be with? And where will the children be? From a societal standpoint, it's just fascinating. It's like society give up and just goes, eh, it's not our problem. It's your kid. It's your problem. You figure it out. But then they get on parents when the kid get into trouble, like join the gang or smoking weed. The nice thing about the four hours a day setup is my mom don't have to pack my lunch. Because let me tell you, packing lunch for kids these days is no joke. We can't pack product with nuts or product that are made in a facility that also produce nuts. Why? Because they still maybe chase up nuts. Are you nuts? How dare you bring nuts to school? Do you know that there's kid with nut allergy? Oh, oh yeah, so are you going to restrict sugary product too because there are kids with diabetes? I'm very data-driven, so I would like to quantify the potential impact we are discussing here. How big of a nut allergy population are we talking about at school? Is this a one-person population or is this a 10-person plus populations? Because different populations call for different way of solving the problem. Nut allergy gotta be like the worst kind of food allergy ever because nuts are delicious. It's just so sad. I'm moaning for the loss of this kid that growing up in a world where they will never know the deliciousness of nuts. <laughs> My kid loved nuts. Potassio, cashew, almond, peanut, sunflower, you name it. And rightfully so, because all nuts are beautiful and delicious. I'm just glad that my kid are able to appreciate the finer things in life at such a young age. One taste of nuts and you are hooked for life. That is a reason why, my friend, the lady at Costco give you some nut sample. I feel like a drug dealer because every day, every morning my kid would ask for a handful or two of nuts. And I have to remind them that they can't take nuts product to school. Because, you know, they're a kid with nuts problem. So what I do is I give them a handful of nuts for breakfast. And then I will have to dust their clothes off because I don't want other kid to take a sniff of the nuts and collapse on the playground. Goodness gracious, can you imagine that? That would not be very good, wouldn't it? Headline, child collapsed on the ground after sniffing chase of nuts on friend's clothes at playground during recess. Not be able to pack product with nuts, a product that are produced in a facility that also produce nut product are a lot harder than it sounds. Why? 
because 99% of food facility produce, I don't know, all kind of food, food with nuts. The 1% of food facility that are nut-free, a facility that manufactures laundry detergents and soap. Do I need to dust my kitchen every time after I make donuts? No, no, you're fine. Donuts is fine. They don't have any actual nut in it. Oh, isn't that just convenient? So we are desensitized diabetic kid, but uphold our standard for kid with nut allergies? Isn't that just a little bit, I don't know, hypocrite? Yeah.